Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director at Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with Professor Eugene Spafford of Purdue University. Now, to quote from his own biography, Gene Spafford, or Spaff as he often is called, is one of the most senior and recognized leaders in the field of computing. He has an ongoing record of accomplishment as a senior advisor and consultant on issues of security and intelligence, education, cybercrime, and computing policy to a number of major companies, law enforcement organizations, academic and government agencies, including Microsoft, Intel, Unisys, the U.S. Air Force, the National Security Agency, the Government Accounting Office, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the National Science Foundation, the Department of Justice, Department of Energy, Energy, and two presidents of the United States. What is your biggest information security concern? Uh, <clears throat> I would say that right now my biggest concern is uh, the problem of knowing what you're running and where your information is. Uh, that many of the attacks we're seeing are fitting in uh, Trojans, uh, uh, managing to infiltrate uh, various software artifacts, possibly through the supply chain that compromise your software stack, and that are used to leak information or alter the integrity of files on systems. And uh, this is a very pervasive problem that's going on, uh, much much more complex than uh, many in the field uh, uh, believe it to be, and they're primarily focused at spot solutions. Yeah, you know, and certainly we see those things in the financial institutions as well, and a lot of the threats that we see in the landscape today. Now, we're here to talk about information security education. I want to ask you from, from where you sit in Purdue, what is the state of information security education today? It is not well developed uh, in in many ways. the The field is is actually quite broad, and there are a number of different things that can fit under that rubric of computer security, information security uh, education. We, as a field, don't necessarily agree as to what the fundamental aspects of that are. Uh, the call for our graduates is across a very broad spectrum and that makes it more difficult. And the teaching materials, well, we don't have a lot of materials that we might we might use. Uh, many of the people teaching at schools don't have any experience in the area. And so it, it combines uh, to make the field rather immature uh, and we're probably not providing uh, the level of response that we need to be making to the, the current demand for uh, our graduates. Yeah, and there is a demand there, certainly. In terms of uh, of the information security professionals that, that we are turning out, what are the, the how should we be assessing the quality of their training and their education? <clears throat> well, a, a lot of that depends on really that difference between the training and the education and the role that we want them to fill uh, when they uh, when they graduate. So <clears throat> the the difference between education and training really is education is uh, more related to the fundamentals and interrelationships of the concepts and allow the students to deal with new problems that they haven't seen before, new situations uh, comfortably. 
training is more oriented towards using existing solutions uh, and managing existing environments. And we have a need for both. Uh, and we provide both here at Purdue. Um, m some schools are oriented more towards one than another. The uh, training aspect is particularly critical if you're looking for people to come in as auditors, forensic investigators, system administrators, um, individuals who are filling those kind of roles that are really hands-on with a particular set of platforms in a particular environment. Um, some are getting really excellent training, but a common problem across the academic landscape right now is few places are able to afford the hardware and software to train our students on what's currently in the marketplace uh, because vendors are not inclined to donate any of their products to institutions and there are simply no funds to buy the very expensive security products that are out there. So from a training standpoint, academia is not able to really train up in every area uh, students to the level that really are probably demanded by industry. In some areas, we're able to do some of that. Uh, we have a very good uh, forensics investigation program, for instance, that actually does have cooperation from a number of vendors. But not many schools have, have a relationship with vendors in a program like that. On the education side, uh, that requires a, a little bit broader base of expertise of faculty and resources to train people in fundamental issues that go beyond simply the computing system, beyond um, current firewalls, Windows, Linux, um, whatever systems are currently being run, and actually look at some of the history and theory and fundamentals of, of information security. There we're somewhat limited. We don't have as wide a variety of teaching materials, uh, textbooks, labs uh, that we might, and, and a very small number of faculty who actually have some experience in the area to be able to uh, teach to the breadth that we'd really like to have. So it sounds like the common themes here are the inconsistency of programs and then the lack of, uh, of available resources, whether it be you know, training equipment or, or personnel themselves. That, that's pretty much the case. We, uh, uh, we have no problems placing our graduates. Uh, there's a huge demand for them, much more than we can fill. And that's part of the problem is that many of the places responding to that demand are doing so without even knowing that they don't have the appropriate resources to do it well. And many of the consumers on the other side <clears throat> also don't know what they're looking for. And, and so uh, uh, that, that exacerbates the problem. Uh, we've seen that actually going on for over a decade where there's been this mistaken belief that people who are somehow able to find flaws in software or break uh, into systems because of misconfiguration are somehow expert in security, <clears throat> which is not the case. But uh, uh, because of a lack of, of sufficient depth of knowledge by all the parties involved, that's the closest people can get. So it sounds like what a lot of people are getting is on-the-job training after they leave school. They're, they're getting a whole lot more education when they start this professional career. Uh, again, it depends on the career path, but. But for those who are in, a, uh, in an operational environment, that's usually the case. That the threats that come at them are new. The hardware and software they have to learn is relatively new uh, and is changing all the time. And so working as part of a group and staying active in 
professional associations, continuing education is really the way for those personnel to go. Uh, we're finding that some of the people we're producing for uh, major software companies as architects, uh, as um, law enforcement investigators, uh, as policy uh, in, uh, people who are involved in setting security policy issues, um, and uh, many who work in defense and intelligence fields, the, the education they're getting through our program here in particular uh, is the one I know best, is is pretty solid. And yes, there is always going to be some growth on the job, but they're not coming in really good. unprepared. Now, based on your knowledge of industry and industry needs, and, and you've certainly got good connections with an industry, what should be the focus of information education, information security education programs today? Well, the information security problem as a whole in industry is not so much that we don't have the personnel available to fix things. Uh, the problem is that decisions are being made to continue to buy and deploy systems in, in manners that are difficult, if not impossible, to uh, secure well. And therefore, what's really missing is the bridge between the security expertise and the management and purchasing decisions that are being made, or the the, uh, the security and risk uh, assessment knowledge and uh, the CIO level in many organizations. So we need to do a better job there of not only building those bridges so that the security people understand how to talk at the uh, uh, talk to some of the C-level executives about the security issues. Uh, but also we need to inject some basic security awareness into the programs and, and educational backgrounds of those individuals at the C-level who are making those decisions. Um, if they continue to buy software and hardware based on um, purchase price or uh, compatibility with previous generations of word processing software uh, rather than looking at the risks and, and the issues of making the system secure against um, the threats facing the corporate environment. There's not a lot that we can do in the education side to make that better. Uh, applying patches after the fact isn't, going to, isn't sure. going to fix things. Gene, how well are today's students trained within the schools for the real-world threats that they're going to face as soon as they get out there into business? And as, as we all know, those threats change on a daily basis. Um, it's variable, again. In some programs, the students drill and study very carefully specific threats, and they know how to deal with them, but may not, therefore, have the grounding uh, to deal well with the evolution of those threats. Um, in others, uh, it's, a, it's a generic background, and they haven't seen spe specific instances, um, and, and that, that's going to come from experience. As I mentioned earlier, in, in a lot of uh, programs, the students don't actually have access to current hardware and software that's used in corporate environments, so they're unprepared in that regard to walk in and immediately start handling that equipment. Uh, it's, a, um, it's a complex set of issues, and I would say probably the biggest failing that we have with our uh, students going off is many of them do not realize the constraints under which they'll be required to operate, 
financial, for instance, or regulatory in some environments, it's very difficult to teach all environments. Uh, so, for instance, going to, to maintain in the banking industry, there are regulations that we normally don't teach our students about because it's only a small segment of the uh, population. Uh, but they also don't understand just how devious and uh, uh, mercenary some of their opposition may be. And uh, that's a hard thing to get one's head around, I think, for uh, particularly for younger people, uh, when they when they have to go out and, and craft offenses or respond to things. They just don't really have a sense that there are people sure. who aren't like them. You could almost give a, a, a graduate degree in fishing these days. Sadly, yes. Gene, as you know, there's always been a level of miscommunication between industry and academia. Yeah, the, the schools are always saying, tell us what it is you need, and we'll train people for that. And the businesses are always saying, well, give us what we need, and, and we'll take your students. What do you see as the, the biggest gaps between business and education today? Well, I think you've touched on it, actually, in some of your questions. Uh, businesses want people who can immediately hit the ground running be plugged into positions and have the expertise to suddenly start managing some aspect of the program. Uh, we don't have the capability to teach students to that level for each environment uh, or even to keep them current with the current technology. What we do best is actually in providing the students with a grounding that allows them to quickly learn new technologies, new threats, new environments, and to apply their general knowledge to the specific problem and and take over. If we move too far in the direction where industry pressures us, we have people who may be very adept for the next three years and then become stale, and it's, it, it, it's not a service to anyone because they're no longer are able to work as well unless they invest a very large amount of their time in uh, retraining. Uh, what I've pointed out to people is the number of uh, individuals who went through community colleges, for instance, and got training in Fortran and, Java and uh, Fortran and COBOL um, are now struggling to deal with Web 2.0 environments. Uh, we try to make sure that our, our graduates have the tools that they're able to adapt and continue along as they go. Of course, if we go too far in the other and in, in that direction, and we don't teach specifics, then it takes too long for them to spin up uh, in in a position and be able to take on responsibility. So, so we um, the, the philosophy we've taken here at Purdue at Sirius is to actually get. Uh, companies involved in the center in the program uh, that we have and provide materials and personnel and internships to help make sure that our students have domain-specific knowledge when they get out and those of us on the faculty ensure that they have the good general foundations as well. That's good. So the business has got an investment but also a vested interest. Right. And, and additionally, their support, not only can we address their specific problems, but they're helping us expand the program to provide more people. Excellent. Win-win all around. Gene, in terms of information security education, what trends are you seeing right now? What do you think we'll be talking about two, three years from now? Well, um, 
it, I find it interesting to look at the broad sweep of security history, which is a luxury that I have here in academia, uh, not, not uh, many others necessarily do. But we've had cycles of threats and defenses, very broadly stated. And where we're in now is in problems with authentication and isolation of faulty software as major problems. And so the trends that we're moving towards are stronger authentication and attribution. So we're worried about more with cryptographic signing, login IDs, uh, single sign-ons, um, DNS signing, email signing for spam prevention. All of these are generally under the area of better authentication and attribution. And that's going to become a bigger problem over the next few years, uh, particularly with issues like phishing uh, and, and similar uh, threats. And then a second hot topic that's growing in interest is the whole area of virtual environments and containment. Uh, virtual environments, virtual operating systems, hypervisors uh, is the current word, not a new concept. And there have been two cycles of that previously that we've seen in the industry primarily for the same reasons, to uh, help isolate failures. Uh, every time we've gone back to re-examining host operating systems, and I think maybe about four or five years from now, we'll probably see some efforts there. Uh, but for the moment, containment issues and, and authenticity, I think, are the two, uh, are going to be the two big buzzwords. Now, as you know, Gene, we, uh, we cater to people on our career site that are, that are just starting their careers, and we cater as well to people that want to make a career move, maybe mid-career and get into information security. If you had a single piece of advice for people looking to move into information security now, what would that be? Well, I'm not sure I could come up with one single thing. There may be, maybe I'll give you two sure. that I think are important. Uh, the first is it is helpful to understand how security fails to learn how to make it better but the two are not equivalent. Uh, I see many people who get led down the path of saying, well, if only I can find buffer overflows or holes in somebody's firewall, then that will give me security expertise and I'll be able to establish myself. And, and really that's not the case because much of what we're using now is prone to failure, uh, isn't designed well for security. Finding those flaws isn't really that difficult, doesn't require the deep understanding um, that is equivalent to designing systems securely. So although I think there's value to be gained there by individuals who look for those problems, that's not really understanding security. That's understanding penetration, and there's a difference. Uh, and that leads to the, the second part of this point, which is... Uh, if someone's interested in moving into the area, identify the part of the area that they're interested in moving into. Um, try to find a, a good program, either as a continuing education, self-study, or maybe even going back to school, uh, to study fundamentals, architecture, language design, network protocols, and the history of security. Uh, understand the big picture, physical security, personnel security, and how all those fit together to, to uh, be addressed comprehensively, not by a particular product, but by a whole mindset and design. 
Boy, I bet you could recommend a good program, too, couldn't you? Well, I know of several. Uh, uh, we do have one here, but there are probably uh, a dozen or two uh, really strong programs that have the same philosophy around the country. There are many more that advertise themselves than actually are good, uh, but uh, uh, they can be found with a little investigation. Gene, I appreciate your time and your insights today. Thank you so much. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.